I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Right, so the boy from the telly and the family with the two pin machines that I told you about last week, well, we went on a date, which was lovely, and um, now he listens to the podcast, so heard exactly what I thought about him last week. So, you know, we're, uh, I say we're, I mean, you know, me and you listening to this, because you're involved in this too, because I tell you what, the only fucking reason I do this podcast is because you lot fucking bully me into it. So we're mortified, okay? That's the emotion we're going with mortification great let's do this week's episode and see if i can keep my mouth shut good morning Good morning. There you go, little French and Saunders reference for those of you who have got some means of culture available to them. Good morning. Hello and welcome back to yet another week of my drivel, your worries and some stories about poo and annoying men and being mental. (laughs) And we like to package that up every week in a nice little bundle and call it light entertainment, don't we? I mean, it's quite sad, really, when you think about it. Anyway, if you're new around these parts, run, get out whilst you can. Honestly, take my word from it, go. Uh, Hello, my name is Scotty, I'm your cult leader. And together (laughs) with my friend Deb, producer Deb to you lot, as always, we're going to spend the next 40 minutes, yeah, sit fucking down, we're going to spend 40 minutes. I mean, you could stand up for 40 minutes, I'm sure it's not that arduous. That's quite an ableist term. Anyway, back on track. However you're going to spend the next 40 minutes, we're going to go through the After the Tone burner phone and uh, we'll be hearing from people who are quite clearly disturbed in more ways than one. Now, trigger warning, uh, you might hear me say things like the word disturbed, mental, crazy, faggy, nelly, pufter, queer, common, rough, trash, fat, fatty, big fat cunt and the like. And some of you might be sat there being like, please, Scotty. Please don't use that lingo. It's not very nice. Thank you. And I tell you what, if that's you, well, feel free to fuck off to Dan Savage's podcast. Because I tell you what, if you want a nice, neat homosexual saying nice things like, oh, bumming, (laughs) 
then you're going to have to fuck off over there, okay? Over here at after the Turn Towers, ATT Towers, we're all about the aforementioned words. And, you know, if the word faggy offends you, I'll tell you what, wait until you hear what Toby gets up to after five o'clock on a Wednesday. Oh, you're going to have to take a sharp intake of breath. Today, we've got some lovely 10-second confessions coming up, apparently. So looking forward to listening to those. And remember, if you've got something that you want to get off your chest, we'll be giving you out the number at the end of the show. You know, so there's that. And also, don't just sit there, because it is a bit weird. Let us know what you think of the chatter. Hashtag after the tone, P-O-D, pod, or short for podcast, FYI, just in case you didn't know. And uh, you can talk to us on all of the social medias, except for Snapchat, because, you know, I'm a real person over the age of 35, and um, it just doesn't work for my eyes. So without further ado, let's see who lives in a house like this. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense, because we're not going to see something. It's not about people's asses. could be. Anyway, you sort of knew what I meant. OK, I'm going to shut up now. We're just going to press play in a minute. This waffling will be all over. OK, Debbie, press play. Thanks, mate. Hi, Scotty. Producer Deb, Kara here, and everyone down at the pub. I hope you're all doing well. Lovely listen last week, as ever. Always a giggle. And it's got me on the thinking path of the good old cruising, cottaging, sort of mean, pulling on the street days. And my other story for when I sort of woke up in the back of an ambulance was I remember walking home from work, we'd had a work lock in and I was well-baked. And I think we were obviously being on the old fucking Bolivian marching powders, devil's dandruff. And I was walking back through Brighton, the lanes, and you come out, and there's a, don't remember down there by the back of the pavilion, a big old taxi rank. You used to go down and get your taxis from work and I was cutting through the grass and um, this geezer asked me for a light and I was like, yeah, I've got a light. And then it was, you know, it was that flirty moment and then I just clocked how fucking fit he was. He was, like, definitely that sort of university rugby club boys just down and he was so pissed. But anyway, it was a flirty interaction. And then I sort of walked off and going, was he cruising there? And I swear, I was just really like, look, because you had to watch yourself as well because it was in the straight zone, really, and it was just pissed fucking boys, you know what I mean? I've had enough of those encounters sometimes, but lucky, you know what I mean? I'm more terrifying usually, I think. <laughs> Come on, course. Anyway, so I spin across and the violence go, go, I need to do a double take. So I spin around, double take, and then as I look around in the spin, he's definitely looking at me, and he smiled, and I sort of nodded and went, all right, mate, you know, and he's like, hi. And then I right, right, so I'm going to make a complete beeline for him. And as I spun to talk to him, him. I don't remember anything else. I thought someone had fucking lamped me over the head because next thing I know, I woke up about 15 minutes later, seemingly, in the back of an ambulance and the lovely ambulance driver, he was a queen and he was hilarious. I was like, what? But he goes, look, well, some man had called the ambulance on you. You seemingly just walked into a lamppost. <laughs> And he said he didn't know you, but you just got a light from you. And then as you were walking away, you walked into the lamppost and knocked myself out. He could have been the one. That could have been the dream man, blessing phoning the fucking ambulance on me. Yeah, they had to take me in. They wanted to make sure that I didn't have any sort of concussion. But I did tell them I was coked out my head and they were, anyway. Stay strong, stay true, um, stay importantly amazing you lots in this fucking continuously crazy dark time. Oh, yeah, and I've double-dosed. Boom, boom, boom. Me and Mama, double-dosed, double-dropped. <laughs> oh, I love a double-drop. Oh, do you remember the old days of putting pills up your bum? Anyway, I didn't say that. <laughs> 
Do you know what? I definitely need a filter in here. Lucky Debbie's here to keep everything in that I say. <laughs> anyway, lovely. Double drop. What does that mean? I've got a clue. <laughs> I love that all good trade stories always start with, got a light. Remember the old days when people used to smoke? I wonder what people do cruising now. You've got those douche flute machines. You know, those electronic cigarellos. Because you've got to go, oh, we've got a bit of battery. <laughs> got a bit of liquid, girl. Do you know what? Now, I've seen films that start like this. Don't cast aspersions, but I have. I've seen films that start like this. And they always look more exciting than the actual reality of what actually happens. Because I tell you what... As much as straight men like to think they are the dog's bollocks, sex with straight men is very dull, quite boring, and lacks intrigue. Well, it's all about them, as per fucking usual, in most things in life. It's all just clumsy and, like, it's a bit teenage, do you know what I mean? Whereas when you're with a Mary, a legitimate Mary, or a legitimate bi-Mary, or a half-Mary, or a pan-Mary, someone who's married, they know what they like and they like what they know. And they also don't mind having a little bit of a chat, because I think in the throes, it's quite nice to have a little conversation. little half-time moment. How are you? Change a drink. How's it going? Etc, etc. Where the straight men? Oh, God. You can barely get a straight man to talk in a heterosexual relationship, let alone with the finger up his bum. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm great. How I haven't won Sports Person of the Year via the BBC yet, God only knows. It's rigged. Someone get me a BAFTA. The saving grace in this story, I think, is that there are queens everywhere. I would love that you had a queen bringing you round. We do infiltrate most parts of lives because, well, we're just very talented individuals. Very responsible of that queen to look after you. Anyway, Kara, great story. You know me, I love trade gone wrong. Love it. I mean, not for you, but for me. Hi, producer Debbie. I'm currently walking to work and, mate, I am hanging. I'm hungover. How do people do this? I feel like shit. Anyone got any good drinking the night before a big day at work? I'm a hairdresser, so I'm on my feet all day. Got back-to-back clients today. Anyone got any tips, please help a sister out because I feel like shit, love. I am never doing this again. So she says. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. And what an occupation to be hanging out of your arse with. Do you know? Excuse me. I don't know if you could hear that scaffolding full. Somebody outside might be dead, but I am actually trying to record a podcast over here, please, Hans. God, scaffolders is such a beautiful genre of people. It's just the same. They're so fucking annoying. Anyway, back to you. Do I have any good hangover tips? I think it's a question I want to put to the room because, you know, each their own. But I do really believe in a thing called milk thistle. Now, hear me out here. Don't write me off as one of these Holland and Barrett Nellies. I mean, I am quite like a magnesium salt in my bath. Anyway... Get a bit of milk thistle, right? It's this tincture. It tastes like shit. Tincture is like posh for um, pipette, (laughs) which is also posh. It's a bottle that you can put a bit in. There you go. I always have to translate things in common because I know you lot. You're hardly cultured, so it's a tincture. Anyway, you put it in your drink when you get home and you drink it as much as you can before you go to bed, right? And essentially, overnight, it, like, goes to your liver. Come on, girl, have a word with yourself. And you wake up in the morning, often quite stimulated in the nether regions, because that's a side effect of it. 
but also desperate to piss. And you essentially piss out what could only be described as canary yellow. And you're like, what hangover? But if anyone's got any other helpful tips for our hairdresser hanging out of their backside, feel free, because I don't think this is a, a solo event. I think this will probably be a repeat event. Uh, oh, there you go. Bert Bingo. Hello, Scotty and uh, producer Deb and uh, the various other members of the After the Tone Club. I'm not going to name everybody because, you know, it's a bit elitist. That's not what this is about, really, is it? Um, I have taken a wee break from After the Tone because, you know, life's fucking mental and no offence done taken, didn't need anybody else's mentals just for a wee while. But, you know, we're through that now. I mainlined like five hours in one day or whatever. So good to hear everybody's doing okay. I just wanted to pop on real quick, like an Instagram influencer, and basically talk about something that's really getting on my fucking tits. And that's what I like to call performative positive fucking activity. And there's two aspects to this. The first is work. I work for a large multinational. Please keep your comments and opinions on Ireland being a tax haven to yourself. It pays the bills and they constantly want everybody to be positive, 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 positive. Oh, you lost a foot. Be positive. Oh, you didn't get that promotion. Be positive. Oh, your ma died. Oh, well, look, she's in a better place. Be positive. And it's always like, just be positive. Don't wreck anybody else's fucking buzz and don't be a bit of a moan. And I'm like, fuck off, because I think as a notorious homosexual with a penchant for drama, shall we say, you have to feel the feelings and you have to feel the disappointment of not getting a promotion in work or of whatever it is, be it that you're just sitting in your fucking bedroom uh, because there's a fucking killer disease on the loose and you can't have basic human interaction or whatevs. And for me, I think personally, you have to feel the negative before you move on to the positive. And the erasure, if you will, of those negative feelings, I think it's really unhealthy. And I think it's really difficult to deal with. And it makes everybody's fucking shitty situations, well, for me anyway, makes my shitty situations even more difficult to deal with. Now, I do have a couple of friends who are going through some, you know, personal shit, breakups, breakdowns, break arounds, whatever. And they post, you know, the inspirational quotes and stuff and they're all about what they're going to do. And then they don't. Do you know what I mean? Because they are just focusing on the positive. And I'm like, no, sit in the absolute rage or disappointment or the despondency or the absolute hopelessness of your situation, because you have to feel that. Because I think if you don't feel it, you can't fully process it. Does that make sense? The most Irishism is, um, oh, if it's for you, it won't pass you. And you're like, sorry, gran or mam or my sister or friend or whatever. What I wanted and I felt was for me is after just whizzing the fuck by and I need to feel the rage for a little bit. And then, you know, eventually I can eat several packets of crisps and um, maybe some alcohol and get through it. But I just think it's interesting and I found it quite difficult that idea of positivity that I think is performative, because what does it do? It just eradicates part, I think, of the process of maybe dealing with trauma. I just think we have to remember that 
the negative feelings are as important and serve a function as the positive feelings. And this podcast definitely helps because I think there's a lot of people working through their negative stuff. Apart from that girl who was talking about getting sick on the bus. <laughs> uh, most of the people on After the Tone have been through some shit and it makes them more interesting, rounded, nicer, relatable human beings. So I just want to say a big shout out to everybody and that I love you all and I think you are great. And as they say, keep on keeping on. And I hope you all get as good a feeling from listening to the podcast as I do. She's back. I was thinking about you the other day. Isn't that weird? Anyway, you're back. Nice to see you. Where the fuck have you been, bitch? You know, I've got to balance it out. You know, light and shade, as you just said. So I just gave you a bit of light and the shade. So it's lovely to have you back in the room. And do you know what? Totally dip in and out because this place is a fucking nut ass, to say the very least. <laughs> Me and Debbie have to take two weeks holiday from you occasionally because you're fucking all ludicrous. Someone once said to me, a person called Imogen, great person, said to me, you've got to put your own mask on before helping others. You know, they tell you that on the plane, didn't they? And um, sometimes you do. So, you know, I'm glad you put your own mask on, but don't worry about me. Sat here like chopped liver waiting for you to call. Like an Irish mum sat at home waiting, thinking that you've been killed, murdered. They haven't. Anyway, so you work for this big multinational, <coughs> Google. Let's just say it's like something on the internet. Because I tell you what, Ireland's commerce is basically shit that's on the internet, be it Facebook, PayPal, Google, or the other cunts. That positivity thing, oh, isn't it dull? You're so right. And I think it is totally overrated because I much prefer, you know, like when you meet people, like if they're just positive and they were like really enjoying life, I just think, what happened to you as a child? <laughs> that's true. I genuinely think that. I think, what happened to you as a child? Because you definitely hide in something. You know, if someone ain't been to therapy, or contemplated it, I think, I'm not sure if I can trust you. So, yeah, I think people who are able to acknowledge the shit show of life are good eggs, personally. It got me thinking about how wonderfully Irish (laughs) the sport of seeing the bad in everything is. Oh, the sort of Irish Olympics, as me and my friends like to say, where it's... um, (laughs) <laughs> you say, oh, well, you know, we didn't grow up with any carpets in our home. <laughs> and the friend will come in with, Jesus, you had a floor? We didn't even have a floor. No, there was no floor in our home. And, what, you had a home? Oh, we had no home in our home. <laughs> Which I really love, because I think what is happening in that moment is a sharing of the shit. So I'm with you on this one. Let's sit in the slurry of life, shall we say. And I think that's all right. Yeah. <coughs> oh, God, there we go again. Well, there's only one apt way of ending this call, really, which is live, laugh, love. Dance like nobody's watching. Because I tell you what, nobody is fucking watching because they're too fucking busy watching themselves dance. OK, bye. Lovely to see you. Bye. Ciao, ciao, ciao. Bye. I'm calling as I'm walking along the beach in the Outer Banks of North Carolina. I'm mostly calling because I know you appreciate a beautiful background noise and I thought this might be pretty nice, but I'm also calling because I'm just having this beautiful moment of calm. Um, This year has been awful for my mental health. Luckily, you know, I haven't lost anyone experiencing anything terrible, but it's been a tough one. But in this moment, things feel okay. And I wanted to share that with you guys and... Thank you for getting me through some of the tougher parts. 
I hope you both enjoy the background noise. Bye. Oh, isn't that lovely and soothing? How thoughtful of you to call in from North Carolina. Love that. You know me. Not only do I like a nice background, but I like a call from far away. So that's lovely to hear, isn't it? Now, I'm really glad you're doing well in yourself. And, you know, just as we said in the last call, it is nice to revel in the shit, but it is also lovely to have a moment and go, oh, do you know what? I'm having a nice time. So I'm glad you're having a nice time. There was something I wanted to pick up on, which is something that us mentors, I think, are quite good at, which is when things are going bad or something has happened, we're also, we're always mitigating it against other experiences. So, you know, in your case, you're like, well, I didn't lose anyone but where it's like you don't have to lose someone for it to be a hard time so I just want to legitimize the difficult moment that you went through without having to barter it with loss and you know what I'm really glad that you're having a a lovely little walk along a beach there oh it's just made me miss beaches I mean I didn't know North Carolina had a beach to be honest with you I thought it was landlocked so I mean we're not only with this a call of optimism it was also quite an educative geographic tool as well so many thanks and now it's time for one of my favourite moments in After the Tone history. It's time for the 10 Second Confessions. Now, we throw this segment in here and there because, you know, we don't want it to be confession weekly. But if you have got confession after this, feel free to pick up the blower and let us know. Let's see <laughs> what you lot have got to confess to this week. I pretend that I'm allergic to certain foods because I essentially was brought up on microwave meals and I'm 35 and I'm too ashamed to admit I've never tried it. I ate all the chocolate Easter eggs that my flatmate gave me to give to other people and he's in the next room. Confessions, I stole a piece of trades, credit card and went to Ibiza on it and spanked it. It was fucking wicked time. Great. Great work all round. 10 out of 10. First off, love inventing allergies as a way of getting through life. 10 out of 10 for you. Absolutely no penance needed. For you eating all the Easter eggs that your friend gave for other people. Excellent work. Excellent work. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Well done. And uh, the credit card stole off a trade. I know I'm supposed to say, well, no, girl, you know, you weren't supposed to do that. But fab, absolutely no penance for any of you this week. Well done. 10 points. Loving your work. And that feels like a wonderful time to have a little halftime briefer. Because you know me, always like to have a little space for a time for a little brew. So maybe you might want to put the kettle on, maybe you might not. I mean, you know, some of you shouldn't put the kettle on because who knows what you're going to do with it. I haven't got any gossip this week because no one's said anything on the internet. Fuck you guys. Fuck you. Hashtag after the tone POD. But I can tell you we are in 32 place 32nd place i think people who actually can talk would say in the apple podcasts of great britain the last bit which is nice isn't it thanks very much for getting us up there please feel free to keep on sharing this with your pals because essentially this podcast works on word of mouth It's almost like we can trace it. There is an oral history to this show. You know, people call up and they're like, my friend Kate said, I should listen to this. So more of that, please. And to those people who got us in the top arts charts in Sweden last week, 
Hi, who are you? And some of you, if you could call up, that would be fab, okay? Don't just sit there, Sweden, on your hands, thinking that this is Eurovision. You've actually got to get involved, okay? So, more calls from over the way, or down the way, or wherever around the way. Thank you very much. This is me gloating that we're in the charts. Bye! Hi, Scotty. Hi, producer Deb. It's Kirsten. Just calling in in response to the message from the girl who broke up with her boyfriend and was upset. Sorry to hear that, but... um. And you're talking about how you'd like to potentially date women and try that, but that you were thinking of settling down, I think it was. Girl, get out there, have fun. I'm three years into a heterosexual marriage, and let me tell you, Edith Massey was right. It is a sick and boring life. (laughs) No, get out there, have fun. Um, But uh, speaking of purgatory... When you were doing the prayers, I'm handing in my cult badge because I didn't sign up for this, really. It's triggering. Don't appreciate it. um, But it made me think of how creepy mass was. Like, as a kid, I used to look around and be like, what is going on? Is everybody okay? Like, especially the bit where it was like chanting, it was like, the Lord be with you. And also with you, lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give thanks and praise. I mean, Jesus Christ, (laughs) literally. (laughs) It put the fear of God into you. I realised how harsh that sounded about my marriage. (laughs) I'm all right, guys. I'm just talking about being stuck indoors with a cis white het man for a year as a queer. And, you know, that's not easy, is it? (laughs) The life of a heterosexual is a dull and sick life. I'll tell you what, Edith Massey was onto something there. Also, when she said eggs, 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 I mean, we can't complain. I mean, you could if you were vegan, Kirsten, I don't know. I'll tell you what, Kirsten, you are very quickly taking the role of, I was going to say Miriam Margulies, but I don't mean that. I mean, you can have that if you like, but I mean, Dr. Miriam Stoppard, that's who I meant, the other Miriam. Because I love that you always call up and go, right, I just want to, you know, say something nice because you know me, I'm just always taking the fucking piss out of someone. So full-on agony person there is our Kirsten. (laughs) I actually really liked how derogatory you were being to your partner. Says a lot about who I am as a person, doesn't it? Now, yeah, I'll tell you what, mass was a bit weird, but I always say it's my first experience of showbiz. Honestly, it was like the first theatre I went to, because Stations of the Cross, where they take you around the pictures and they go... And then, it's like one of those modern immersive theatre experiences that you pay 50 quid for. Well, I tell you what, you get it free in the Catholic Church and they give you a hot cross bun at the end of it. And on some days, they um, give you a bit of maquillage as well. They paint a little cross on your face with a bit of ash. Oh, they're very avant-garde, are the Catholics. But also with the smells and bells, where they're like, oh, and Jesus is now in the room. It's very Paul Daniels, isn't it? It has got a touch of the magic about it. You know, oh, she's here, there's a red light on, she's in the room, girl, here we go. And the smells, I mean, come on, fab. I'll tell you what, I am quite partial to getting a bit of frankincense oil, half price at Holland and Barrett, not a sponsored ad, just a real life hack that you can put in the bath. It does one just for the Catholic shame, actually, because it's um it's reclaiming the scent of frankincense from the cult, the other cult. There you go, there's my little gift to you about my heady life in show business. And I tell you what, put me through the church. Now look where I am.
I'm actually running my own showbiz cult. So thank you, Jesus. I always like to call him Jesus because I prefer to think of him as like quite a faggy Spanish person. <laughs> so, gracias, adios. Hey, Scotty. It's Pablo Griff here calling from Vancouver. Hello to everyone else. You were talking about bad date stories, so I'm just going to tell you the one where... Through a group of friends, I saw someone and I mentioned to my friend I thought he was cute. So they said, okay, why don't we go on a double date? So we get to the restaurant and we say hello and the person doesn't talk the whole entire date. Doesn't talk about his food, doesn't talk about his life, asking questions. He says things really quietly and really softly, barely looks at me. So me and the other guy, the other person that I kind of knew his date We start chatting, and we actually hit it off really well. So afterwards, we go to the bar for a drink, and me and the other guy actually swap phone numbers, and I go on a date with him. The next day, the other person I kind of knew calls me and says, oh, my God, the guy you went on a date with is totally in love with you. He wants to go on another date with you. And I was like, he didn't even speak. How did that relate to – I don't know. It was really crazy. Anyway, um, the other guy I went on a date with, we actually ended up dating – yeah, that's my horrible blind date kind of story. Anyway, draw. Oh, lovely Pablo. Well, it's lovely to have you back in the room because the last time we spoke to you, I know that was a lot going on for you. So it's lovely that you're back. Hello from Vancouver. Very international later today, aren't we, everybody? Isn't that lovely? Now, I could have told you that a double date would have ended in a shit show because it's a double date. It's not going to work, is it? I've never heard a double date that's worked, apart from this one, because it sort of worked. Anyway, I'll take back what I said. Isn't it strange? Some people are shy. I get that. And, you know, sometimes on people's profiles, they put all these weird letters, which basically is like INTJM car for one advocate. And you're like, what does it mean? Apparently it means that they're shy. I mean, in my day, you just say to somebody, I'm shy. But, you know, now we have to take a personality test on the internet, which determines everything about our personality. Who knew? Now, the reason why I realise that some people are shy is because quite recently I've had three people, one being a friend, two being people who were, shall we say, invested in getting to know me, said to me, you're actually quite intimidating. (laughs) I said, what do you mean? They were like, you're quite intimidating because you're very handsome. Thank you very much. And like, you're a very open communicator. And I was like, why is that intimidating? (laughs) And then you hear yourself back and you're like, hmm. Maybe I could soften the edges a little bit. So maybe, Pablo, it was because of your wonderful forward-thinking personality that this person was like, I feel slightly inferior to this wonderful personality that is Pablo Griff of Vancouver Vision. Honestly, if you keep on screwing outside my window... I know you can't see this, but I'm just staring at a man. Okay, lovely. Um, Where was I? Pablo. I'm glad that the end of this story, though is that you got a little bit of how's your father, how's your mother, how's your non-binary parent out of it? Because, you know, you put the effort in, didn't you, hon? So I'm glad for that. Anyway, lovely to hear from you. Any more dating stories? You know me? Love to hear a bit of tragedy. Hello, Scotty. It's me again. You probably won't remember me because I rung many moons ago. I'm not a first-time caller. But I would like to say that badges weren't on offer when I called in, and I would quite like one. If you're doing them, please, I would like one. Um, I basically rang before about my problematic family WhatsApp where 
people were getting engaged and then breaking up with their fiancés all within hours of each other and it was all very very dramatic it's never been that saucy since I'll be honest but I thought I'd ring you because I've got a funny little story for you that I thought you'd appreciate and you would understand I am from Wakefield in West Yorkshire shaky wakey and um, I came to drama school which is not as exciting as I thought it would be it's just full of middle class people that don't really get it (laughs) But we move, as people keep saying recently. I don't know why. But anyway, basically the other week I was watching 24 Hours in Police Custody with my flatmate who I love, I adore, she's lovely, but she's very, very middle class. And basically in this programme they were in Luton and they were investigating a murder of this guy by his partner they were tracking them on CCTV and the police officer said, oh, we've got them here, leaving their estate. And my flatmate, bless her, did not comprehend what estate they meant. And she thought that they meant like a big fancy house with a drive. And uh, she was like, well, they don't live on an estate. They don't live somewhere that big. (laughs) I was like, no, a council estate, hun. And I just thought that perfectly summed up the class divide within my flat. (laughs) We laughed about it, but it's little things like that where you just go, fuck, I don't belong in this world that people have come from. And so I love this podcast and I love your work, Scotty, because it makes me feel like there is a place for working class people within the arts and that we just got to kick and scream our way into it and get our stories out there. So I really thank you for that. And uh, I'm actually writing my dissertation because I'm in my third year and you have been referenced, dear. I've referenced your play class and a couple of bits that you've written in there. So don't you know, you're famous among the academics now, hun. <laughs> anyway, maybe I won't leave it so long next time and I'll try find more funny stories about middle class folk to send to you. But yeah, bye. <laughs> we do move we move I, I mean i said it last week because like, i don't really understand what it means but the kids are all saying it so we move anyway lovely to have a phone call from uh a wakefield voice lovely i do love the sound of people over that way it just takes the edge off literally there you were talking about domestic murder and it just sounded like we were having a lovely chat <laughs> So, yeah, I have seen this one, actually, that 24 hours in police custody, because I tell you what, a pastime of the Think the Working Glasses is to definitely watch telly (laughs) where other people are going through worse things than you. (laughs) Quite grim watching that one, wasn't it? Oh, I was on the edge of my seat. But, yes, oh, the estate. (laughs) But where is the National Trust logo? I tell you what, though, you're right. Those sort of little moments of uh, ridiculousness, it just puts distance between you and other people, doesn't it? Where you're like, you haven't got a fucking clue. Like, I once went on a date with a guy who had never been to a greasy spoon. Now, I almost fell off my chair because I was like, what do you mean you've never been to a greasy spoon? He's like, what do you mean, like one of those pubs? And I was like, no, that's that's not the same thing. I was like, I can't believe you've never been to a spoon. Have you ever had our and chips for breakfast? 
evidently hadn't, has had poached eggs and gammon, probably, or pulled pork. That's what posh people have in it. I don't know. Anyway, says to me, oh, yeah, I think my friend used to work in one in university, but I didn't go because they didn't look hygienic. And I thought, you know what, you're really showing your opinions there on people like me and my lot. So in that funny sort of hilarious, ludicrous moment, there's a reveal that you're like, hmm, we're not the same. And I'm all right with that. Anyway, look at me in a dissertation. It's not the first time, all right. <laughs> well, it's lovely, though. It's lovely like, when nice people put you in a dissertation, not when, like, Jerome the seventh of, insert posh place name here, Ramsley Bottom. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? When they talk about it, it's just like, oh, you know, it's going to be bullshit. Anyway, thanks for putting us in. More than welcome to come back whenever you like to give us a little story, even if nothing has happened. What a badge. Go fuck yourself. Hiya, Scotty. Love, it's that JRF here. Hello, love, how are you? Hiya, producer Debbie. Hiya, Harry and Liam and Liam. Hiya, Toby. Hiya, Kirsten. Hiya, brother Dan's. Hiya, Fran. And all the, the new girls that have come into the bar... And the rest of the ATT crew. Hello there, how are you? Um, first off, I'll start by getting everybody a virtual round of drinks. Um, champagne for my real friends and real pain to my sham friends. I'll have a bubbly water with some lime cordial and a packet of uh, scampi and lemon fries, please. And I'll get a drink for the carer. She'll have two microwave Bakewell tarts and a tin of custard. Oh, the lovely carer. Bless her. Oh, you made me cry, doll. Know that you always belong. I know she's already said it, she being Scotty. Any road, two points of business in my sad, pathetic little life. My neighbours upstairs are moving out. I'm so fucking pleased. Granted, it's going to take two months, but my incredibly noisy neighbours have been nothing but a fucking torment during this lockdown. They're moving out. So I'm delighted. Secondly, I thought you might like this. This is a bit of a lol. So my Sainsbury shop came on Wednesday and the callous working man who was the delivery driver, again, full up, straight, homophobic, passive homophobia. You know the type. Stares, no talking, just disbelief that this Camp Mary is stood in front of them. You're welcome. Any road, I'm sort of taking all my um, bits and pieces off the Sainsbury's driver and I hear my neighbour across the hallway. Now, my neighbour across the hallway is a one-legged transgender woman who's quite mature. She's a scream. She comes out with some funny things. And any road, she is listening at full kilt, Careless Whisper by George Michaels. Now, as George Michael's sensual power sax is going off very loudly as she's singing along, he is stood there rigid. It's just adding to the awkwardness of the whole situation. And I'm just not talking because I'm like, well, if you want to be passively homophobic, I can be passively heterophobic. Oh, that's the cuckoo. Thank you very much, cuckoo. Um, so I become hysterical because I can hear her singing Guilty footing, got no rhythm. Again, I don't know if Pierre Abel is, but it made me laugh. And she started to laugh that I was laughing, that she was laughing. And again, the poor callous working man was stood rigid 
in absolute fear. And then anyway, when he left, she came to the door and we were both laughing about what was going on. And I just said to her, I've been making heterosexuals feel uncomfortable since 1982 and did a little curtsy. But any road, um, I'm feeling all right. Thanks for asking. My meds are going up and down. But um, when this comes out, I will have gone to see a psychologist and hopefully they'll have put me on some new meds. So my life won't feel like it's crumbling around my ears. And I'm having really mad dreams. Speaking of mad dreams, again, I know this is a big ramble. Speaking of mad dreams, I had a dream that I was being chased by giant spiders. But their abdomen or whatever they call it was just a big black scrotum with really wobbly big balls in. It was really distressing. Anxiety. Lol. But any road, love and light. God bless, sweetheart. Big love to you all. And a big, big cuddly squeeze to darling the carer. Sending you lots of love, sweetheart. And yeah, we'll have another round of drinks. I'll have a bit of lemon this time. And some frazzles, actually. Oh, some lovely frazzles. Love and light. God bless, sweethearts. And a big kiss from that JRF. <laughs> a glorious phone call from a very bouncy JRF this week. That's lovely to hear that you've got um, a thingy in your step. What do they say? Uh, something in your step? Anyway, you've got one of those in your step. Maybe it's all those dreams about big dangly scrotums and spiders. I mean, that would put you in some sense of mood. Anyway, I really love this idea of intimidating the heterosexual male because I just think we well, it's about time, really. Now, you, over the last few weeks, might have heard in the background that we've got scaffolders in, in our studio. Now, this is a very queer, heavy space. And I really quite enjoyed one comment that came from a very beautiful trans woman downstairs called Grace. And Grace, (laughs) we're all meeting the builders because, you know, the building are like trying to mitigate the relationships between heterosexual builders and avant-garde queer trans performance artists. (laughs) So we like started to meet them and you could just tell the fear of God was in them. They were like... (laughs) Hello. <laughs> We're just eyeing them all up, being like, get your dick out. <laughs> I'm here for that, like, absolute re-owning energy. So, yeah, more of that behaviour, please. Oh, that's really put... Never gonna dance again. Oh, delicious. It's a beautiful record, isn't it? I might actually have a listen to it after this. Anyway, Joe Ref, lovely to hear from you. Looking forward to seeing how the meds settle down because, you know, love a story about legitimate mentals. And that is it. That is your lot for yet another week of ridiculousness. Oh, I've had a wonderful time. A lot of talk about being mental and having a great time with it. Really love that fuck positivity chatter. And, well, we've gone all around the world, haven't we, this week, which has been absolutely lovely. If you have heard anything that you thought, I want to join in that conversation, it's very easy, as you can see, because half the retrobates that did it this week... (laughs) They'd be lucky to know their own name on some days. So all you need to do is open up WhatsApp and send us a voice note to this number. 0788-200-3420. Remember, you can also get us your 10-second confessions. Love, love those. They're just my faves absolute faves to get some of your 10 second confessions we're desperate to hear of the shit that you've been getting up to Uh, and why not 
why not join us over on patreon patreon.com forward slash after the tone for about a pound a week you can join in on the gossip the scandal the intrigue the backstage noise whilst helping us keep on air because i tell you what running the pub does cost so if you put your fucking hand in your pocket maybe i might be able to get you some fucking badges but you can't just walk in here and be like i want a badge i want a drink Okay, so if you can, you can. If you can't, we totally understand. Thanks very much for everyone joining in this week. Remember, as well, we would like you to say something on the internet, because how else am I going to feel like a valid human being if people aren't blowing smoke up my ass? Hashtag chance to be a fine thing. Not hashtag chance to be a fine thing. <laughs> Just chance to be a fine thing. Hashtag after the tone POT. We'd love to know what you think of this week's show. I've had a lovely time. Anyway, from me and lovely Debbie pushing the lovely buttons and doing all the lovely things. We love Deb. We've got to say that. Got to give up the love for the Deb. From me, Deb, and from you. See you next week. If not, I mean, I don't care. Okay, bye. After the After the Tone is presented by me, Scotty, and produced by Debbie Kilbride with theme tunes from Liv Morris and Louise Mother Soul. Shout out to podcast.co. After the Tone is a Debbie Productions production. Catch us every Thursday for new episodes. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.